Namaste. This is the third part on the subject of life. The first, I said, what is life? I spoke about that. Second was on the meaning of life. And now the third, the purpose of life. The purpose of life I would start with is to create the meaning of life. That is a purpose. Life itself has no meaning. The universe is indifferent, totally. It's not concerned on who and what we are. It, it contains nothing. It is in its nothingness. We are here for the while that we are here, awake and alive. And what is the purpose? To create meaning out of that. So, if someone says there is no meaning, life is meaningless, or life is, has no purpose, like I heard from someone, life is a cosmic joke. Sorry, life is not a cosmic joke. We are here. So if we are here, then why not do something about it? It is said that the root cause of suffering, the root cause of suffering is ignorance. And it's that ignorance that there is no meaning and purpose of life. Our sages, thousands of years back, have been continuously saying, even now they are saying, the sages of today, that the mind is ignorant because it's functioning on its subconscious level unconsciously in auto mode without even knowing what it is doing multitasking chattering all that doing multitasking always insecure negative always concerned about its me and mine there is no balance there is no stability there is only anxiety depression all sorts of negative factors are there and love and positivity is hardly anything there is no such thing as love. We keep on falling in love, not rising in love. We keep on attaching to this and that, thinking that we love this and that. Out of expectations, out of possessiveness, out of what not. So the whole life is lived in ignorance because you have not created a purpose. You have not thought about a purpose. You do not feel for a purpose. And you do not act on that purpose. So that then it becomes meaningless. That's the reason why it's meaningless. Because the root cause of suffering is ignorance. And not like many others say that it's desire. You should be desireless. Sorry. Desire is the fuel of the mind. To live is to desire. To eat is to desire. To do whatever you want to do. Without desire the mind cannot function. Desire is a flow of energy. Like money is a medium of exchange. With what purpose we use that money and with what purpose we utilize those desires and exercise them and engage into them is more, far more important. And then not become attached or cling to them. So, life definitely has a purpose. And for that purpose, it's very important, highly important that we should be self-aware. 
aware of our own self, not aware of our mind, aware of our own self, which checks and guides the mind, that is the soul. We have to awaken that. Self-aware. And how do we become self-aware? Another most important factor, self-observation. That is why we are called the Sakshi, the witnessing consciousness, the witnesser, the observer. To self-observe. And for what? To create a destiny. Our destiny has to be created. Whereas 90% of the population will say that we are created by destiny. Sorry. The past of what you have got from others may be your destiny, from your parents to whatever. The past. But the present is in your hands to change what has been given to you in the past. The power of change is with you. The power of choice is with you. So you create your destiny in the present moment. From moment to moment. Living for the now is a great purpose. Because otherwise, like the sages said, for most of us, existence is a play, it's a drama, it's a leela, it's a maya, it's an illusion. Agreed, it's an illusion. It's an optical illusion. All that exists is energy. Agreed. In the ultimate, in the ultimate, ultimately we all have to die. Just because we all have to die, that does not mean that there is no purpose. There is no purpose. We are here. To celebrate in a balanced life, that should be our purpose. To balance our life between the material and the spiritual. To balance our life between the divine and the devil. Watch everything, do not stop anything. Let the energies of every single good or bad flow. You be a watcher. Detach yourself from your mind. And if you are a watcher, Consciously you never do something which is wrong. Since there is a separation between the dancer and the dance. So the dancer is concerned with what money that dancer is going to make. And the dance is not proper. But when the dancer becomes the danced and the dance and dancing through mind in totality is one. When the dancer is the dance, that is the purpose. Do whatever you are doing with full devotion. With full devotion. Devotion is very important. With full devotion, where you become one in totality. Not out of any expectation, not demanding anything from it. Not demanding anything from it and try to lead a balanced life in everything that you do, everything. Balance is the most important factor of life. Nobody wants you to become a saint or a sinner. No. You are bound to have both. You are bound to sin in life someday or the other and be saintly too. Why forget the saint? And just remember the sinner. And 
Another purpose of life is never to regret, resent or repent. Never. Do not regret. Do not demean yourself. Do not demean yourself. Grow out of it. Become better from it. Watch. What have you done, done that you should be regretting, you should be repenting, you should be resenting. Grow out of it. And evolve from it. For that, the most important factor is know thyself beyond the body and mind. Get into that soul. Become the inward observer. <coughs> and how can you do that? How can you do that? Every thought, feeling and action of yours should be with your third eye open. And the third eye is that self awareness, self-observation. The moment you self-observe, your third eye opens up. Your third eye opens up. So the Rig Veda gave us. Our preachers might say life is meaningless. It's just to live. It's living is life. No. Our scriptures gave us four Purusharthas, four goals of life. Four goals of life beautifully coined and very smartly said not only very well coined but also very smartly said and what they said was dharma artha kama moksha dharma artha kama moksha they first put the first goal that they placed was dharma righteously righteously meaning righteously go after economic prosperity it's a must. Both in both material and spiritual. Economic prosperity is required. It's only after you are content that you should become spiritual. Without contentment. Contentment can come irrespective of whether you are poor or rich. Only after contentment should you go for spiritualism. So economic prosperity will provide that. Go after economic prosperity, but they were smart enough to say first, righteously, meaning righteously go after economic prosperity and then go after karma. Karma is sensuous desires. Sensuous desires. Go after your desires. Fulfill them, but keep watching over them with your third eye open. Righteously. Again, first, righteously, go after them. Very important. All your desires, otherwise your purpose in life will not be fulfilled. Your goals in life will not be fulfilled if you do not do it. And last, last of all, moksha, liberation. Liberation from what? Liberation from your own mind. The troublesome mind, which is incessantly demanding, wanting, making you dance. Making you dance. You need to make your mind dance. Why should you dance? Why should you dance? You should make your mind dance. So dharma, artha, kama, moksha are the four purusharthas of life which you need to really think, concentrate and follow. What happens? Then you will realize if you follow these four Purusharthas, 
<coughs> you will realize how lucky you are to have been born as a human being and not as a plant or an animal. All three are living creatures. How lucky you are to be born, to be able to choose, to be able to discriminate, to be able to evaluate, to be able to analyze, to be able to judge. That is on one side. On the other side, always keep in mind, like St. Francis of Assisi said, it is in giving that we receive. It is in giving that we evolve. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Learn the art of giving and sacrificing. Learn the art of creating a universe. Sorry, creating a, a uniqueness. Learn the art of creating that uniqueness. Where you leave something behind after you die for all to remember like the way Buddha left in its uniqueness, Mahatma Gandhi left his uniqueness, Jesus Christ left his uniqueness, Lord Krishna, Lord Rama, there are so many people, they left their uniqueness behind for us to remember and follow. I would not say follow. And I would not agree to that, but to remember by and to learn something from that uniqueness. So it is in dying that you are born to eternal life. That uniqueness should not pass away with your death. It should remain as a fragrance afterwards, after you are not there. Thank you very much for listening. Namaste.